love you, Holy Radio. Hey, I want to follow your star. Where he leads me, I don't mind, Lord. And I hope that you don't mind. I want to walk with you, talk with you, do all the things that you want me to do. Because I know that Jesus is love, I know. And if you ask, I'll show love is the worst forever. Love. Who can bring you joy? Who can turn your life around? Jesus! 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 Hey, who will pick you up when you fall? Who will stand beside you? To love a Y'all can do better than that. Come on, come on, y'all can do better than that. Jesus is love. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, come on, y'all can do better than that. Come on, give God some praise and some worship in this place. Who can bring you love? Who can bring you joy? Come on, come on. Who can turn your life around? Eternally grateful. Look, you all, it is offering time. It is offering time. It is offering time. I heard a few folks, that must be some faithful folks that I heard clapping. It's, it's offering time. This is your opportunity, your opportunity, your opportunity to worship with us, to take your worship to another level. Giving is a form of worship. You don't have to believe me. Look at your Bible. Yes. In, 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 the, in that good old scripture, it says, uh, 
bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. <laughs> so there will be meat in my house. And then he says, I like this part in one version, he says, test me. But the King James says, prove me now, herewith says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now see, my, my, my faithful folk like this part. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer. That means I ain't going to let the enemy touch your stuff. All right. You all right. That's right. That's right. All right. I'm going to let that go. That's Thank you. Right. <laughs> Susan, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> Amen. 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 So we're going to get ready and get uh, ready for all. For those of you online, go ahead and uh, go to the Give Now button on the Ebenezer, EbenezerBronzeville.org button, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Uh, for those of you who want to mail your, your gift in, you can do that to 4501 South Vincent Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And again, the church is open, so you can stop by and drop it in the mail. Let us go to the throne in prayer. Father God, we come right now thanking you in advance for the gifts. God, we thank you in advance for the gifts that you are about to bestow upon us, God, so that we may continue to do the work for your kingdom, God, so we may continue not to just do the work for this church, but the work for this community, the work for this city, God, and wherever you would have us to go. Now, God, we ask that you would touch this offering, God. Multiply it. Increase. In your name we pray. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, I'm still alive. 
at home, uh, our music ministry has put together a tribute for fathers today, and uh, we're going to have Brother Jeffrey uh, come back now and give us this particular song. So those of you watching at home, enjoy. Those of you who are here, sit back and enjoy. removed all the innocence. My father would lift me high and dance with me and my mother and then spin me around till I fell asleep. Then upstairs he would carry me and I knew for sure I was loved. If I could get another chance, another walk, another dance with him, I'd play a song that would never, ever end, cause I love, love, love to dance with my father again. When I and my mother would disagree, yeah, yeah, to get my way, I would run from her to him. He'd make me laugh just to comfort me, yeah, yeah, then finally make me do just what my mama said. Later that night when I was asleep. He left a dollar under my sheet, never dreamed that he would be gone from me. If I could feel one final glance, one final step, one final dance with him, I'd play a song that would never ever end, cause I love, love, love. Dance with my father again. Sometimes I listen outside a door. I heard my mama would cry for him. I'd pray for her even more than me. I'd pray for her even more than me. 
another chance, another walk, another dance with him. I play a song that would never, ever end, because I love, love, love to dance with my father again. Oh, God, that hurts. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jeffrey. told my wife I'm going to keep it together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, oh, if I could dance with my dad again. <sighs> okay. I know, right? At this time, we invite you to join with us. Uh, as we remember these names that are on our sick list today. We remember in prayer, Elise Grant, who is requesting prayer. Angela Williams, the daughter of Patricia Hatcher. We're remembering the family of Anita Cross. Praying for them all. Remembering in prayer, Alfred Moore, Father Vicky and Marnita. Continuing to lift in prayer, Ethel Freeman. Praying for restoration and healing for Brother Robert Burns, husband of Ethel Burns. We're beseeching and proceeding on behalf of Willie Grant and Brother Kenneth Sexton. Remembering in prayer, Christine Brown and Eloise Davis and Minnie Peggs and Al Burton. Lifting up his beloved wife, Mary Burton and Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter and Grace Lee and glad to see Deacon James Smith in the house today. Praise God for your presence. Remembering Mary Grant and Sarah Billups and Mary Alexander, the family of Bernice Johnson, Lucretia Nathan, the caregiver for Sister Minnie Pegs. We remembering in prayer and lifting them up. They are names that I have yet called and names that only you know and known to God. We intercede on behalf of them all. Let us go to God and pray, eternal God, our Father, we thank you right now for this moment. We thank you, God, for this privilege to be able to lift these names, O oh God, and place them upon the altar, O oh God, for they are seeking healing. Some are seeking restoration. Some, O oh God, are seeking comfort and support. God, some are grieving right now, God, and we're asking, O oh Lord, that you would touch them at the point of their need. 
God, whatever they stand in need of, oh God, be it healing, be it restoration, be it financial blessing, whatever it is, oh God, meet them. For we know you are a God that hears our prayers. And not only do you hear them, but you answer our prayers. And for that, oh God, we say thank you. God, we lift up our church and this community right now, oh God. We lift it up right now, and we ask, oh God, that as we have reopened our doors, oh God, and are inviting others to come in, and we're continuing to, to stream, God, that people's lives will be touched. Thank you, oh God, for this opportunity. Thank you, God, for this privilege. God, we ask thy blessings upon all fathers here today and those who are watching online. God, we thank you for the gift of fatherhood. We thank you, O oh God, for those who day in and day out care for their children, for their, for their families, O oh God. We know, God, that it's not an easy job, but God, we thank you that you have privileged us to walk in this way. Now, God, we ask that you be in the balance of this service, that something that is uttered, something that is said, something that is sung will speak to the needs of those who have gathered here in faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. We honor the faith of our Father. Amen.
tomorrow. Jesus said, I am here, will supply all your needs, and you said, I know, but tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll give my life, tomorrow, I thought about today, so much easier to say tomorrow, tomorrow is not promised. You better choose the Lord today. For tomorrow, very well might be too late. And who said that tomorrow would end? about it. Pray on it. Don't don't leave me out here, okay? Don't leave me out here. Don't leave me out here. Make me look good, okay, for calling on you or something. Well, Ron Carroll's in the house, recording artist and gifted like his daddy and his other sons are in the house. Amen. Praise the Lord for your presence. I see uh, uh, Deacon, he, he, uh, Deacon Hill here. Yeah, Deacon Hill. I thought I'd say trustee here. Jakari's in the house. Glad to see you. Mariah's in the house with her daddy, trustee, Evan Person, and Everett's sons are in the house, two-thirds of them. I guess the other one is visiting, praise the Lord. Had to catch myself. But we're glad to see, glad to see all of you today on this Father's Day. My, mine would have been here, but 
they working. So praise the Lord for working. We got college to pay for. So, uh, Amen. It's good. It's good. We we are glad to be in the house one more time. All right. I ain't going to be before you long because I know y'all got some wonderful Father's Day reservations all set up, right? Somebody said, Pastor, we ain't got to worry about reservations on Father's Day. Oh, yes, you do. It's the Mother's Day. But I want to I want to just read until you're here once more and again, Matthew 3. Matthew 3, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning upon him. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased the word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said amen I want to speak just for a few minutes from the subject a good dad come on now (laughs) a good dad This past week, I honor my wife and her insistence that uh, we get away to take a blow, to see something different. And this past week, within one of my devotional moments, I was overwhelmed to, to the point of tears as I was literally thinking just how good God has been. I I hope this morning I'm not the only one with that experience when you are overwhelmed by the goodness and the grace of God. What, What I've learned these many years is that my list of what I'm thankful for changes as I get older. Is there witness in the house? You see, when I was younger, I used to thank God for the things God had given to me. I would look at what was in the driveway, what was in the closet, where I, my travels had taken me, I, what was in the bank account. And then I learned to thank him for the things he had given, the things he had given. As I grew a little bit older, I began to not just to thank God for the things he had given, but also for the works that God has done. When I thought about the doors God has opened, the favor 
God has given, the jobs God has put me on, the blessings God has given unto, unto me. But now, church, I'm at a stage and age of life. I've learned to thank God for totally different things. I've reached a place in life that I've learned to thank God for the people God has put into my life. A God, God has, has a way of blessing you and grooming you through relationships that he ordains that make you a better Christian today than you were on yesterday. And every now and then, you ought to think about, think about Ebenezer, the people God has blessed you to be in relationship with. You ought to say thank you. I know this ain't something maybe you look forward to hearing today, but I have to declare, I am a blessed man. I was blessed with a mom and a dad who loved me, a mom and a dad who sacrificed for me and my brothers so that I could get an education, and I thank God for mom and dad. My mom and dad drugged me to church every Sunday. They made sure we were in Sunday school every Sunday. Thank God for mom and, and dad. I, I also thank God for some faithful friends. Some faithful friends I've had in my life. I, I, I got some line brothers who mean the world to me. I've got some preacher friends that I love with all of my heart. I've, I've got some friends from Morehouse that have been with me through and sin. I, I've got some fraternity brothers who are so close, they're like brothers. I've got some homeboys and some homegirls who we have known each other since we were in pampers and pacifiers. And we still cool and thick as thieves. I have some siblings, some brothers and sisters that you don't know where one begins and one ends. I've got brothers, sisters that are incredible. And life would lose much of its meaning without them. I wonder this morning, anybody here got some really good friends? Really good friends. I bless God for them. I'm in relationship with parents and former students that have been a blessing to my life. But, but let me tell you this, Ebenezer. Let me tell you how blessed I am. I am blessed to be the pastor of the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music. And let me tell you something. I love Ebenezer. I'm grateful for the people that pray for me, who encourage me, people who send cards on birthdays and Father's Day 
with gifts in them. But of all the relationships that God has blessed me with, there's none better than being a father. Oh, I love my parents. I love my siblings. I love my friends. I, I love y'all. But, but the best thing God has done in my life is what God did first on November 15, 1992, September 25th, 1999, September 29th, 2000, and then in August of 2019, was to be a father. And I don't know about you, there is nothing in the world like being a dad. I, 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 Nothing can compare. Nothing is close to being a dad. Do I got a witness here or am I just preaching to myself? You know, I have a lot of names that people refer to me as that help me to understand the relationship that I have with them. Several people have called me pastor. Ministerial colleagues call me reverend, while others have called me and still call me chaplain. Some of my relationships call me commander, while I got some frat brothers that call me poindexter. I got some classmates from Morehouse that call me foots, and, and true admirers that call me baby Luther. But all of the names, all of the names that I am called by so many people, none mean more to me than the name that four people call me, Dad. Nothing in the world compares there are other men I know that are watching online or in this place that can testify that there is nothing in the world like knowing that you have earned the right for your child to call you dad. It's an awesome thing. Now, I have to admit, being a dad, while it's the most beautiful thing, it's also one of the hardest. L let me tell you that, 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 that being a dad will make you a better Christian. When you get children, that calls you to grow closer to God. Because nothing will up your discipleship like raising a child. Because having a child will teach you how to pray. You thought you knew how to pray, but having a child, you learn how to pray in a whole nother way. God watch over my children. God protect them from evil that the enemy has no victory over my kids. God let no stray bullet claim their lives. Let no drunk driver take my child. Keep that bad crowd out of their lives. You haven't prayed. Until you pray parents' prayer. 
Having children will teach you how to pray. But having children will also teach you how to sacrifice. When you have children, you no longer live for yourself. You don't put in all this overtime. You don't go on your grind for only your stuff. You have children, and you are working and earning for their future. To support them. To fund their activities and their development. Ebenezer, you have to pay for ballet dancers. Soccer and summer camps. Pay for tuition and books. Only for that child to get to the third year and they switch majors. Having a child will not only teach you how to pray and how to sacrifice, but it will also teach you how to forgive. Because they will break your heart. It will teach you how to be patient because there are moments when your child starts to talk and then they start to talk back. Oh, nobody else? Oh, okay. That's just, just And, and you, you just want to take your hands and wrinkle up their clothes. I mean, no, we ain't talking about clothes. Until you realize they got it honest. Being a dad, it's hard. Fathering a child is easy, but being a father to a child is hard. A whole lot of men can step up to being the father of a child, but staying with that child and fathering them after they are born requires another level of manhood. Maybe, just maybe, that's why so many men walk away after they father but don't know the joy of being a father. Fathering is hard because... I learned something, Sister Stinson. There is no formula for raising children. There ain't no manual. And what I learned, all kids are different. So what works for her may not work for him. I recall a time when I was disciplined Marcus, and I would just have to hit him one time with the belt. Tears would come flowing down his eyes. But then I took Kennedy and I hit her with a belt, and she like, that, that's all you got? That's it? Okay, come on. There is no formula for raising kids. You got to figure it out as you go. But today, beloved, there are some things, some key things that are necessary if, if we are to do our godly assignment and train up a child in the way that it should go. Fathers, there are some things that you've got to do. If you want to know what those things are, journey with me again to the Jordan River. Look again at the baptism 
of Jesus. There is no consensus at who was at Jesus' baptism. We don't know if Mary was there. We don't know if his disciples were there. We really don't know if John the Baptist was there because in Luke, John the Baptist was in jail. But what we do know is his father was there. Let me let you know a key factor of being a good dad. Firstly, you've got to show up. You've got to show up. You have got to be there when it's going down. You have, have to be present even when it's hard because if it involves your child, if it involves your son, if it involves your daughter, you've got to be there. Being a godly father means you always show up. Look at the text. God shows up. And God has something to say. Let me tell you why this is significant, because for the last 400 years, God has been silent. The last public declaration of God came through the prophet Malachi 400 years before the birth of Jesus. For 400 years, beloved, God has had nothing to say. For 400 years, God has had no word for Israel. God did not speak to a prophet. For 400 years, God has no message to his children. In fact, when God wants Mary to know that, he, that she is going to be pregnant, he hands that off to an angel. For 400 years, God has been silent. And all of a sudden, God shows up at the Jordan River with something to say. Now, the question is, why for 400 years God has nothing to say until he shows up at the Jordan River? Why? The answer is simple, because it's about his son. And the Lord says, if I'm going to show up anywhere, and if I've got anything to say, and if I'm going to make my presence known, I'm going to do it when it involves my child. Because real dads show up when it involves their child. Is there a witness in the house? Now notice, God doesn't send Gabriel. God doesn't say that since Mary got married to Joseph and, and Jesus got a stepdad, I'm, I'm going to let Joseph do it. No, God shows up. He, he doesn't say, well, Mary is going to be there. And since Mary and I don't get along much anymore, we are not in the best of relationship. I'm going to let Mary do it and, and do what I am supposed to do. No, God says it does not matter what your relationship is with the mother or anybody else. If that is your child, you're supposed to show up. And I, and I noticed this other thing, and notice, there was no prayer before Jesus was baptized, which means nobody had to ask God to show up. Oh, y'all missed that. 
Because a real dad does not have to be invited to be a part of what's going on in the life of their child. God says, if it's my child, I'm going to show up. When I think about my dad, he was there for everything. So I came to talk to some dads about a term I learned in seminary. It's called the ministry of presence. Because it's your showing up that distinguishes a father from a baby daddy. Because a baby daddy shows up at graduation. But the father shows up for parent-teacher conference. Baby daddy comes to the birthday parties, but father prays over a child at night before they go to bed. Baby daddy gets the grade report in the mail. Fathers know the grade before it was mailed because they were helping with the homework. There is a difference when you show up. And hear me today, something happens when a father shows up. Yes, we thank God for mamas. You're the greatest. Your day was last month. Bless God for mamas who are there. But there is a whole nother level that goes down when they know that daddy is walking through the door. Oh, I can't get no help here. The second thing to being a good dad, God shows up and has something to say, and he says, that's my son. The Lord says, that's my boy. Second time, he says, that's my son. That's my boy. Let me show you how profound this is. You have to remember that when the angel tells Mary she is going to be pregnant, he begins to prophesy over the life of Jesus. And Gabriel says this to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and 35, and he shall be called the Son of God. Gabriel is saying they're going to look at him and call him the Son of God. Folk are going to see that he's just not anybody. And when they see his miracles and when they see the works he has done, folk are going to call him the Son of God. And that's exactly what happened when you read the Scripture. The people saw the works and the miracles of Jesus, and they call him the Son of God. John 1, Nathaniel sees the prophet's vision of Jesus and says, You are the Son of God. Peter in Matthew 16 chapter asks, who do you say that I am? Peter says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is dying on the cross, and the Roman centurion looks up at him and says, truly, you are the Son of God. There were those who identified that he was the Son of God. But before Peter knew it, before Nathaniel knew it, before the Roman centurion knew it, God shows up at the Jordan River and is the first one 
to call Jesus the Son of God. You see, beloved, God sees in him. God sees in his son who he is before anybody else knows it. The second thing to being a good dad is seeing your child's possibilities, to recognize their potential, to speak over their life who they are before they know who they are. Oh, y'all not helping this me this morning. If, if anybody believes in your son, if anybody believes in your daughter, it ought to be the father who knows who they are. God says, I know who you are before anybody else does. And the reason that this is so important is because after chapter 3, this is important, comes chapter 4. Y'all missed that. In chapter 4, he is tempted by the devil. After the Jordan comes the wilderness. After the baptism comes the temptation. After seeing his father present comes the time he has to stand by himself. And when he's in the wilderness in chapter 4, the very first thing the devil says to him is, If you are the son of God. The devil tests his knowledge of who he is. I hear Jesus say, you didn't read chapter 3, because in chapter 3, my daddy already told me who I was. So when you come at me in the wilderness, I'm already prepared by what my dad said to me. You see, by speaking his possibilities, seeing his potential, God has prepared his son for the wilderness. God has prepared him for the moment he has to stand on his own. God has prepared him to deal with the enemy. Daddy, every time you speak possibility over your child or into their hearing, you are preparing them for the wilderness and their temptation and their dealing with the enemy because they heard from you before the enemy tried to challenge them. So every time you tell them how much gift they have. You're preparing them for the wilderness. When that knuckle-headed friend tries to tempt them with drugs, every time you tell her how strong she is, you're preparing her for when that nigrite tries to raise his hand to her. Every time you tell your son how smart he is, you are preparing him for that teacher that thinks he's dumb because he's black. Every time you tell your daughter how beautiful she is, you are getting her ready for that no good thug who thinks a compliment will open her legs. Only for her to tell him, my daddy already told me how fine I was. You got to prepare them. What God understands is that before the enemy can challenge who they are, you tell them who they are. It is something about a child hearing from their father that prepares them for the enemy. 
when a dad speaks possibilities, when a dad recognizes potential, it empowers a child to stand against the enemy. So God shows up. He says, he's my son. But thirdly, he says, he is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The Lord looks down at Jesus and says, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Here's what's so deep about this. When God says, I'm proud of you, notice this. Jesus hadn't worked no miracles. He ain't raised the dead. He hasn't fed 5,000. No blinded eyes have been opened. No walking on the water. Certainly no water to wine. Jesus has not done nothing. Yet the Lord God says, I'm proud of you. Because my pride is not attached to what you do. My pride is connected to who you are. And maybe because the Lord knows that every child needs to know that their father is proud of them. Think back to your own life. How motivated you are. How inspired you were. How energized you were when you know your dad is proud of you. Thank God for mama. Had your month last month. We expect mamas to be proud. We expect mothers to acknowledge us. We expect mothers to congratulate us. But there's something phenomenal about a dad who can look at his son and look at his daughter regardless of their age. Say, proud. It motivates us to receive our father's pride. Not only does he say that he's proud, but that he loves us. Something phenomenal happens when dad tells their, their children, I love you. Don't tell yourself, brothers, that you are too much of a man to tell your children that you love them. One of the greatest gifts you can give a child for you to let them know that you love them regardless of what they do. What do you mean, preacher? If, if you wind up being President Mariah, I love you. But if you wind up being a manager at Jules, I love you. Friend, if you graduate with honors, I love you. But if it takes you 10 years to finally get your degree, I love you. Kennedy, if you exceed my dreams for your life, I love you. But if you disappoint me with your decisions, I love you. If 
Bakari, if you get married and produce the kind of family I dreamed of, I love you. But if you love somebody that's hard for me to understand, I love you. Because nothing should ever break a father's love for his child. I love you. And I'm proud of you. And it's not about what you become. And I learned this lesson to my dad, from my dad, who always said, these are my sons. Didn't matter that one was a pastor of a church, served in the Navy. Didn't matter if one was a music teacher. Didn't matter if one was a police officer. Didn't care. The one was a battalion chief. Wasn't about what they did. It was about who they were. Who they were in God. That's what matters. I know we have those lofty goals and expectations for our children. All of us want a father of Barack. But we want to father and develop children that love God, that love God, and are in right relationship with him. Happy Father's Day, fathers. You are that unbreakable cord, that unbreakable cord for your family, for your community, and for Christ's church, the word of God, for the people of God, and all of God's people said, amen. We're opening the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here that would like to make a commitment to the Lord. Perhaps you're online watching us as we are streaming extending an invitation to you to join with us here in Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. If you are that person online streaming, we don't care where you are, what part of the country you are in, just let us know. Send us your contact information and our, one of our deacons will follow up with you. If you are in the building, if you are in the room, we extend an invitation to you today. We offer Christ is there one today is there one Come unto Christ. Amen. Amen. I need uh, Brother Ron Carroll to make his way. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. 
I'm going to ask the first lady to come. We have um, that mic right there. We have uh, some gifts. Well, I'll let her make the presentation. Just let let Sister Pam come. Come on, you can use my mic. Today we salute all of our fathers. We love you. We want the, the women to stand up and just hand clap for the dads that are in the room. Stand up and salute the dads. They've loved us. They've protected us. They've provided for us. They've been our spiritual heads, and we celebrate you today. We love you. We have a special presentation for you that we're going to be passing out. And I have uh, Mariah and... Jakari, can you come up as well so we can pass these out? For all the dads, for the men of the church, we have something for you. We love you today. For all the men of the church. Raise your hand, brother, so you so that you can receive one of these gifts from us, from Ebenezer, to all the men that are present with us, all the fathers, all the father figures. Just raise your hand. Amen. If you seed it into the life of some other person, I don't care if they're your biological or not, raise your hand. We'll give till we run out. Amen. We hope these gifts will continue to encourage you. Amen. Okay, and when we have given, taking care of everybody that's present, we need some over here. When we take care of everybody that's present, ladies, if you know of a brother that you want to, a father that you want to bless, if you know of a father that you want to bless, whatever's left, you can take one. Amen. Make sure, uh, Brother Trustee Jones gets a, a second one for Papa Jones. Amen. Come on, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't want that to happen. Oh. This y'all Father's Day tribute. Yeah. Hello, Ebenezer. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Amen. And my brother, he didn't want me to take the mic because he didn't want me to talk. I don't know why, but I love you guys so, so much. 
It's so good to see all of you. Sister New Church, it's so good to see you. We're going to do, um, I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. Hallelujah. 
Standing to your feet for the Keep that going, keep that going, keep that going. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. To him who's able to present you for his father with exceedingly great joy. So that all wise God be dominion and power, honor and glory. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Remember to pray for the sick among us. And remember to be kind to one another.
Thank mm-hmm. you. 